Welcome to another episode of the Victory Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Victory Baptist Church in Valdosta, Georgia. To learn more about our ministry and the impact it has had in our community for over 50 years, visit VictoryBaptistValdosta.com. Now let's listen to today's message from God's Word. Real quick, go with me to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. I want to read from verse 14 down to verse 17. The Bible says, I am a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteous of God, revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now, I want you to look at verse 15, what Paul's saying here. Paul says, So as much as in me, look what he says here, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. That word ready means to be prepared or available. Amen? At all times. And also, we should adapt, adopt this attitude for the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are to be ready all the time to serve our Savior. No matter what it is. Amen? Whether it's cleaning the church or, or whatever teaching a Sunday school class, amen? I still clean the church. I clean toilets still, amen? For the glory of Jesus Christ, it don't bother me a bit. So if we can ad- adopt this mentality that Paul has, he said, we must be ready, amen, to preach the gospel, but also be ready to serve Him at all times, amen? I want to share some things with you real quick. Just a few things. I'm trying not to be here. I don't even know what time it is. I'm blind as a bat anyway, so we're all right. Amen? I had a pastor tell me one time, I was messing with him. Actually, I said, you said I had two hours to preach, right? He said, go ahead, knock yourself out. Just make sure on your way out you turn the lights out. I said, okay. All right, all right. So are you ready? I want to give you some things this morning. I hope it will challenge you tonight. Some things that we need to be ready for. Amen? Number one, we should be ready to meet the Lord. Amen? We need to be ready to meet the Lord. In Luke chapter 12, if you go there with me, uh, Luke chapter 12, I got my bilingual Bible, so it's kind of... Luke chapter 12, I want to read verse 35 through 40. Let's see. Let me get over there. See? See? My bilingual Bible's got me all messed up. 35 through 40. Let your loins be girded about and your lights burning, and ye yourselves like unto men that wait for their Lord. When he will return from the wedding, that when he cometh and knocketh, they may open unto him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Verily I say unto you, that he shall gird himself, and make them to sit down to meet, and will come forth and serve him. 
And, and if he shall come in the second watch or come in the third watch and find uh, them so blessed are those servants. And this know that if the goodman of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not have suffered his house to be broken through. But ye therefore ready also for the Son of Man cometh at an hour you think not. Now, I, I don't, I'm not the smartest man in the world, but I can tell you right now what we're living in today, amen, it, the, the, it's setting up, amen. And people say, yeah, I've heard that all my life. He's coming back. Let me tell you something. The prophecy is at hand. Everything that's happened in the Word of God is taking place, amen. It's setting up, and God's standing there. He's looking over at Gabriel. He said, get ready, boy. I've about had enough of this mess, amen. I am ready to go and get my children and bring them home. But let me ask you something. Are you ready? Are you ready to meet the Lord tonight? Amen? The Bible says in, <coughs> excuse me, uh, in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 that <coughs> he will come in the twinkling of an eye. You know how fast that is? Quicker than I can blink my eyeballs. That's how quick he's coming back. Amen? I, I, I saw a thing a while back. It was an awesome illustration. Some Christian college did this thing and made a video of it. They had a young man preaching, had his Bible there, and all these people were sitting out there. And all of a sudden, kaboom! He disappears and his Bible hits the floor and made a loud noise. And there were still some several people sitting in the pews, the ones that were left. The rapture had taken place, and they're all bent over screaming, uh, going, Oh, Lord, oh, my God, I heard this my whole life, but I didn't believe, think it would happen this soon. But guess what? It was too late. But let me ask you something tonight. Are you going to keep waiting and take your chance and missing out when God comes back to get us? Or are you, do you want to be ready? To meet him. Amen. So we must be ready to meet the Lord. I thank God for saving my soul. February 25th, 1997, as a 37-year-old man, I asked God to save my soul. I pray right now, if there's anybody sitting in this room tonight and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, please, don't put it off. I would beg you to come right now before I even get done preaching. Grab me hold of your, this pastor say, I need Jesus in my life. Amen. Amen. Don't put it off. We take everything for granted in this world that we live in. You think, yeah, we're going to live forever. And look what's happening. Young people, athletes are dying at a rate that I have never seen in my lifetime. I've never seen anything like it. They said cancer is at an all-time high since COVID hit. And these are just things I'm getting from nurses and doctors that I talk to all the time. It's, it's crazy what's going on. But we better be ready to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Not only must we be ready to meet the Lord, but we should be ready to suffer for Christ. Amen? Look in Acts chapter 21. 
we'll uh, read uh, verse 10. Down through 13. And as we tarried there many days, there came down from Judea a certain prophet named Agabus. And when he was come unto us, he took Paul's girdle and bound his own hands and feet and said, Thus saith the Holy Ghost, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that, uh, that owneth this girdle and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. And when, he, and, and, and when we heard these things, both we and they of that place besought him not to go up to Jerusalem. They saying, don't go up there. But Paul says in 13, Then Paul answered, What mean ye to weep and to break my heart? For I am ready not to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said, go ahead, do what you got to do. I'm ready to be suffering for the cause of Christ. Amen. I remember our forefathers, how they suffered to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ when they were burned at the stake. Amen for the saying the name of Jesus. Let me tell you something. That's not too far-fetched because that could be coming back in the day that we're living and in the government that we're having to deal with today. It could come back. Amen? I, I, when I, I was up in North Carolina uh, about a month ago, and I, 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 years ago, a, a, a pastor, he's like a pastor evangelist, he did a lot of American history on, on, on the Baptists our American Baptist heritage. And um, how many's heard of the Great Sandy Creek Revival? Amen. Y'all know about that. A guy named Shubal Stearns. He was a man that preached, uh, that took that church. Amen. Well, I found where that place was, and I drove down there. I had to go see it for myself. The old church building is still sitting there. I walked in. <clears throat> They'll let you go in and look around. And uh, all these old wooden pews are there. They got cushions there where you can sit down. But those big old beams, they even had a balcony, believe it or not, uh, in that little old church building. And I, I just went in there and I put my hands on them beams, those hundreds of years old, and just try to think what in the world went on at this place uh, during that time. They said that they have never been a revival such as that ever in the history of America. Ever. Amen. And that, they said, thousands and thousands of churches <coughs> were started from that one work right there that started, as we know today, the Bible Belt of America. <coughs> That's where it all started. And I can't, couldn't believe I had the opportunity to go see this historical place where our men who suffered, amen, were willing to lay their life down for the cause of Christ. And look what it spawned all throughout the south of America that we live in today. Now we have a church on every corner, everywhere you go. I've been staying down here in the little old town of McClinney, Florida. I can't believe how many churches are in that one little town. I bet there's 30 churches there. And probably most of them might have 10 people in them. Because... <laughs> It's the world we live in today. I'm being honest here. Amen? 
I preached a message when I was at my home church on how Christians are blinded this day and time. They can't see the things of God anymore. Amen? But, but Paul, he was willing. He said, I am willing. Go ahead and bow me. I am willing to suffer for the cause of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In 1 Peter chapter 2, 21, the Bible says, For even here unto you were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example, that ye should follow his steps. Look how much Christ suffered through his years of ministry, amen? And guess what? He never once faltered. He never once quit or stopped until he was even hanging on the cross. When he said it was finished, he took it all the way for his Father in heaven. Shouldn't we do the same thing? If we love the Lord Jesus Christ as much as Paul did and all these other great men of God, to be willing to lay our life down and suffer for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I remember, I'm just giving you an illustration. When I was in Bible college and I got with the mission board, me and my wife and our girls, we all sang together. We didn't, we didn't have a band or anything. We just sang a cappella. We just going around everywhere. And I just started preaching out. <clears throat> and uh, we didn't get not even a mile from the house. It was pouring down the rain in North Augusta. And uh, we were practicing the song that we were going to sing that night at the church we were going to. And this big old SUV was in front of me. And thank the Lord I had a Buick LeSabre, pretty heavy-duty car. And all of a sudden, that guy just went like that, and all I saw was headlights, and I just grabbed a hold of the steering wheel, put my foot on, and I hit this car head on. And when we all came to and got to our senses, it ripped out the whole suspension of that car, was laying 50 feet behind my car. The girl that I hit, she was drunk out of her mind and on drugs coming up the wrong lane of the highway. So I got two of my daughters in the floorboard up underneath the seats almost, I got a wife with a knot this big on her forehead. Had no clue what was going on. I, I called a hold, got a hold of a young man over at Victory uh, and, and let him know. I said, look, we've just been hit head on. We're still sitting here in the car. <clears throat> We're waiting on the ambulance and everybody to get here. He was there within five minutes. They had to cut that young lady out of the car. They thought she was dead at first. But let me tell you something. The devil was trying his best right off the bat, knowing what I was set out to do. And he was going to try his best to take me out right then and there. Amen. And you know, it was crazy. They, they took my wife and my youngest daughter, <clears throat> and they put them in the same ambulance with the woman that hit me. They got them all three right in the same ambulance, taking them to University Hospital over in Augusta. And that, they said that woman kept going, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, just drunk out of her mind and what else she was on. Even the paramedics were saying, you need to be quiet, you, uh, you had too much to drink, and all this other stuff. My wife, bless her heart. Now here's a woman that about killed her family. She reached out and grabbed that woman by the hand. <laughs> she said, stop! It's going to be okay. My God's in control of this. Not you or anybody else. Amen? <clears throat> Anyway, make a long story short, had to go through rehab and all that. Ended up in court. And all, uh, had to go to, I, I didn't do anything, but 
but we had to go. We just had to be there. And the judge was, he was giving the lady her, I haven't, never have seen, made eye contact with this woman, ever. And, I mean, I'm talking months down the road. And we're standing in the back, me and my wife. And he goes, you guys okay? I said, yeah, we're fine. And you know what? I was back in Bible college the next day. I, I, I'm not going to be taken out lightly, I'm telling you. I'm willing to suffer for my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen? I was bruised up, yes. But anyway... He, he was talking to her, and finally she turned around and made her way down that long hallway, and, and me and my wife were standing there, and she just started screaming and crying and pleading. I'm so sorry. I mean, she almost fell on the floor. She was screaming that hard. I picked that woman up. I said, let me tell you something, ma'am. I don't know how many AA, and I'm, I'm for all alcohol anonymous. I had a father that was an alcoholic. They do do good work, but I told her, I said, I don't care how many things they send you to to get help. I said, I don't know what's wrong with your life, but I can tell you there's one person that can help you. He can change your life for the rest of your life. I said, his name's Jesus Christ, amen. And, and I said, I hope and pray to God you find him. I grabbed my wife and walked out. I pray to God today that that woman's somewhere in a Bible-believing church and knows the Lord Jesus Christ. But let me tell you something. The devil's going to do everything he can to take all of us out. Keep your guard up. Amen? Keep your guard up wherever you go because life is short, my friend, and the devil's going to do everything he can to destroy us. But let me ask you something tonight. Are you willing to suffer for him? Are you? I'm serious. Are you willing to lay your life down? A man that laid his life down for you and me. <clears throat> Amen. Are you willing to lay your life down for him? Amen. God is so good. We are so unworthy. Not only should we be ready to meet him, not only should we be willing to suffer for him, but we should be ready to preach the gospel, as it said in our text. In verse 15, Paul says, So as much as in me as I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. That word preach in Greek means kiro, I can't even pronounce it myself, kiroxon, it's, it's a weird word. Uh, help me, Pastor. K-E-Y-R-O-X-O-N. That's good enough. Amen. I'll take your word for it. Amen. But that, that, that word <clears throat> means to, um, to uh, proclaim only. Amen. It means to give the word of God, to express the things of God, the word of God. That's, that's what preaching is. It doesn't, in, in 2 Timothy, all 2 Timothy, when it speaks about, teaching us about preach, it's not saying stand behind the pulpit. It's saying go out and preach the gospel. Ladies, go find you a bunch of uh, ladies at the, where you play your cards or whatever you all do. Go in there and preach to them for crying out loud. Amen. All you men, wherever you go, hey, just preach the gospel. Just give them Jesus. Amen. Preach. It's okay. Well, I don't like speaking in front of people. But I'll tell you one thing. 
the more you do it, the better you'll get at it. Amen? How many of my military buddies have gotten here tonight? I'm going to say one thing, and I want you to tell me what I'm saying. OJT. I heard it. On-the-job training. You got it, baby. When I was in the Navy, I, they made me a diesel mechanic. Guess what? They didn't give me a book. You know what they did? They put a wrench in my hand and say, get with it, young man. Get to work. Isn't that what we're supposed to do about preaching and giving the gospel of Jesus Christ? We got to do it on the job, baby. Amen. Give it to them. I teach my people down in Mexico. We have a soul winning class in my Bible study class. You know what? After I, I take them through the book of Romans, show them, I make them highlight the verses, how to lead somebody to Christ. And, and right where, where they go to next till they get all the way to the end. But once they get all that figured out, then I'll, I'll get me two folding chairs. I'll put one here and one here. I said, okay, you take your Bible. You sit there. I want you to sit there. I said, now, I look at this person. I said, now, that person's lost. I want you to take your Bible and lead them to Christ. I want to stand here and watch. That's on the job training, folks. Amen. I remember after I got saved, I went to Brother Mike. I said, what do I do now, preacher? He said, see that deacon over there? Hang around with him for a while. I did exactly what he told me to do. Clayton taught me how to lead people to Christ and so win. Three months, I didn't say a word. I didn't do nothing. All I did was watch and listen what he did. And then the day came, he said, all right, Dan, you do it. And I've been doing it ever since. On-the-job training, folks. we got to preach the gospel, amen? Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed of Christ. Look what he did. Isn't he worthy to be preached? Amen. Especially in a world that we live in today. They don't want God. They've taken him out of the schoolhouse, courthouse, and every other house in the world. Amen. They hate him. We're the only hope that this world has. And we got to preach, like Paul said, I am ready to preach the gospel. Amen. Amen. I'm getting there. Also, we should be ready to die in the Lord. And, uh, I think it's 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6. Paul says, for I am ready to be offered. My departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Paul says, I'm ready. I'm ready to die in the Lord. I'm not asking you, are you ready to die? I'm not ready to die. I got, I got a lot of things I, I want to get done. But are you ready to die in the Lord? You understand what I'm saying? If you were serving God and you died, are you ready to die in Him? Knowing that you're, you, did, you ran your course and you finished well. To get the, it won't, isn't it going to be a glorious day when we stand before God? Not only Paul going to get it, he's going to look at every one of us and say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Amen. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 8, the Bible says, We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present in the Lord. No matter what we do on this earth, serving our Savior, amen, knowing no matter what happens at all costs, when we're gone from here, we're going to be in the arms of our Lord. 
What a day that will be. When my Jesus... I shall see. Amen. You think we're having a good time tonight? You wait till we get to heaven, son. Amen. Hey, hey, it's, it, these churches that want to be quiet and you can hear a pin drop, they're in for a rude awakening. I'm sorry. Amen. We're, there's going to be a shouting fit time when we get to glory. Amen. Can you imagine all of our other saints together at one time saying, Holy, 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 whoa! Man, we're going to be, I don't know what we're going to be doing, but it's going to be good, amen? I promise you that. Better than anything we got going on down here, amen? I bet old Larry Brown, I, he, you, you thought he was running laps when he was here on earth? I can't imagine what he's doing now, Amen? <laughs> I'll never forget, he preached a message years ago. You might have heard that message. He said, there ain't nobody like him. You never heard, you ever hear him preach that message? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Paul and Silas were in that prison cell, and the walls came tumbling down, and the prison doors swung open. I bet him and old Silas ran out of there, and they went up to that old jailer, and they said, oh man, there ain't nobody like him. Amen. How about the three Hebrew boys when they're in the fiery furnace walking around and old Nebuchadnezzar looked in and he said, wait a minute, there's another one in there in the form of the Son of Man. Amen. The Lord Jesus Christ. And they came out of that furnace and they went up to old Nebuchadnezzar and said, ain't nobody like him. Amen. How about you tonight? Amen. We're willing to die for Christ. Have you ever been in a position of your life and you became a testimony for somebody and said, hey, there ain't nobody like him. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> I about lost my grand, one of my grandsons down there in Mexico when, they, when he was born. He was in ICU for 13 days. He, he couldn't breathe. He couldn't breathe on his own. <clears throat> And uh, they were bringing all these machines in that they could get. Nothing was working. And, uh, it, I mean, it got down to the last. They only had one machine left. It was at another hospital across town. They brought it in, hooked him up to it. He start, it started working. He started breathing. And my daughter sat on that hospital bed, and she said, Lord, if you choose to take my son, I'm going to serve you for the rest of my life. And I'm going to praise you anyway. That's faith in God. And that little man came out of there. I'll never forget when they took all that stuff off of him. We got a picture of his little head laid back with a big old smile on his face. I looked out right over to those nurses and those doctors. I said, there ain't nobody like my God. Amen. <laughs> Are you willing to die in the Lord tonight? Amen. Are you? Are you? Are, do you love Him that much that you're willing to lay it all on the line? Amen. Well, lastly, we should be ready to defend the faith. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. <clears throat> the Bible says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer 
to every man that asketh you a, qu a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. The glorious truth that has been given to us is under attack like we have never seen in our life. And it's coming. In fact, they are already putting pastors in jail for preaching the Word of God. Are you willing to take a stand and defend this book that I hold in my hand tonight? Because you better be ready. Because it's coming. And I know the Bible says that His Word will never uh, uh, fail. It'll never return void. It's here to stay. As long as we can keep it in our hearts. This, this Bible, they might burn every Bible we got. Amen. But the Word of God is still in our hearts. And we'll still get it going. Amen. Are you, are you willing to defend the Word of God tonight? Not only should we the, not only know the Bible and believe it, but are you willing to do it? The Bible says in James chapter 1, verse 22, that we are to be doers of the word and not hearers only. That word, that word doers is an action word. Like put them feet in action. Put, put your mouth in action. That's what that means. Amen? We got, how many people we got come to church and they, they'll, they'll sit back there with their arms folded and nodding their head and amen preacher, amen preacher. But they'll walk out that door and they'll never come back in until next Sunday morning. And they're just hearers only is all they are. We got to do better than that if we're going to offend the faith of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In Ephesians chapter 6, I'm done. Verse 11, the Bible says, Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. If we're going to defend the faith, we better have it all on and ready to go. Amen? They, this world that we live in, we are under attack. Our, the Bible is under attack. The name of God is under attack today. But it's time for the Christian the child of God, to take a stand and stand up and to defend what's right in the eyes of God. Amen? Every head back and every eye closed. Pastor, get ready to come. I'm going to...